Hey everyone, my name is Brett Howe and I am an athlete mindset and life coach. I'm a former dual sport ACAC athlete playing both hockey and soccer at the college level. I am now mom of four, entrepreneur and founder of AMP Coaching. AMP Intermission Podcast shares top-notch conversations with some of the most inspirational people around. I speak with those from top performing past and present athletes, coaches, to sport parents, and everyone in between. In sharing stories from adversity to triumph, this podcast will inspire athletes to follow their own genuine path to fulfillment in life and in sport. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. What is going on, everyone? It feels like it's been a very long time since I've been present, but I've been active on social media. It's only been a week, but it has felt like a lot longer than that. And it just really hits home for me how, you know, so many of us, we go through these injuries and we feel like we're at the peak of our performance. We're consistent. We're grinding. We're sticking to our dailies. And then suddenly it stops and we really have to take the backseat and we have to allow our bodies time to heal and I know that this was a planned surgery for me and things have been going really well still getting like blurry vision all the time but at the same time it's been hard for me when I felt like my foot was on the gas to really take a, a step back and just allow myself the time and space to heal and I think in those times you know being off screens too was really something actually valuable to me. I'm still easing myself back into it, but I think it's really important that in those times it reinforced to me, focus on what you can control, focus on what you can accomplish, which wasn't a whole lot, <laughs> but there, you know, there's ninja tasks that I don't need my eyes for necessarily. I could keep them open. I couldn't be on screens, but sorting through the house, you know, little things that pile up and at the back of our mind, they actually create some anxiety and they don't allow us to fully let go and thrive when we are in that full-blown mode where we can give it all we've got. And we don't have time and space. A lot of the time, we do not have time to accomplish our ninja, ninja tasks because we are so busy. You know, I'm a busy mama for, I operate my own business. I work for someone else. I have activities, all of this that I have to accomplish. So when my body has the ability or that it needs to sit back and disconnect from all of that, that's when I can tackle my ninja tasks is what I like to call them. Those tasks that they typically take the back burner because they're not priority, but they need to be because they do build up at the back of your mind. So it's unique in that in this time, I have been contacted by a couple. A couple of my clients have had injuries and a couple of the people have reached out and said, hey, like I don't really know exactly how to get through this. And I'm going through it and I'm having to actually take my own advice and really focus on what we can control in those times. Focus on the situation that's really eating away at us and l let our bodies and our minds go through that. What is actually going on inside of me when I feel like, okay, now I'm having to halt this as an athlete? Like, am I going to be out of shape? Like, what are all of the fears? What are all the things that are bubbling up when you're facing an injury? Am I going to lose my scholarship? Am I going to, you know, not reach my goals now? All of these questions, all of these 
anxious things that are coming up, you actually have to take a moment to really understand what those insecurities are within you. Because those are your limiting beliefs that are coming up while you're facing your injury that are really going to impact you. Once you've identified each and every one of those, then we can tackle them. Then we can get honest with ourselves on, okay, what are these limiting beliefs? What are these fears coming up? Where are they rooted in? And how can we overcome this? And what in this situation, in this injury we have, what can we control? And for me, it was 100% I had to walk myself through that because I'm a very healthy person. I haven't really had a lot of injuries in sports. I had a few and it was, I definitely didn't have the tools to overcome that, to really lean in to that time I had off and work on the things that I could. I could have been doing so much for myself and my mental game, but instead I just let this injury eat away at me in every aspect of my life. And this time around, you know, going through this PRK where I had to be out for a week, I had, and I'm, I'm still easing back into it. And I can see how you can lose momentum. I couldn't use my eyes for the most part. I couldn't be on screens, which is very, very beneficial. And I really just asked myself, what are my insecurities with my business? What is that fear creeping up? I didn't want to let people down. I didn't want to let my clients down. I made sure they knew you can call me at any time because I can't be on my screen, but I can answer a phone call. And what are those, you know, what were all those things bubbling up? And then I said, okay, what can I control in this situation? What can I change within my boundaries that will allow me to let go of that fear that will allow me to really get raw and real with what my limitations were and what I could overcome. And one of them was, I don't want my clients to feel like they have nowhere to turn in the next week because I really build my business on the support I offer. So it's been really interesting me having this, now that I've done the work on myself, now that I know what my limiting beliefs are, now that I know the tools that I need to implement when I'm going through, quote unquote, I'm going to talk in athletes terms, the injury, the thing that's preventing you from really being able to pursue your your game. And there is a lot of injuries. That's just how sport goes, right? And this is a situation that felt very correlated in that with me. And I think that it really reinforced how important it is to do this work, how important it is to focus on your mindset and really put in that that work and and finding the tools that work for you. The tools that work for me might not work for the next person, but you know, having the the one thing I did was okay, what are all these emotions that are coming up? What are all these fears that are coming up right now? List them off. Be able to like really tag into these fears that I have of, you know, letting people down. Um, My perfectionism was creeping in. My high achiever was creeping in. All of these things. Okay, now let's see if there's a solution to that. And let's focus on what I can control. So I think that was a really good technique and a really good toolbox for me to have going through this past week that felt like a month and my biggest fear was losing momentum and I think the one thing that I learned in this is to just right now pick up the microphone and just do it you know once you are cleared to go back just get started because all of those insecurities of oh no I don't want to lose momentum I don't want to have to 
have taken 10 steps back. Well, the reality is you'll never know unless you get started. And that fear of where you're going to be at when you come back is is only going to prevent you. You're going to get in your own way. So that's kind of my intro there for what's been going on. But I actually wanted to share with you my experience with the PRK. I wanted to share with you how this is the first I don't want to say the first like really big thing that's happened in my life since I've really done the work, but it's something that's really fresh and raw since I started my podcast, something that's been really, really big for me. And I've had to really tap into my inner self and, you know, there was anxiety there. There was insecurities there, as I've already mentioned. And I, I had to really understand what my body and my mind were telling me so that's what I'm going to do today is I'm going to share with you everything leading up to this experience how what's been going on in my world to make me get to the point where okay like I need to make a change in my eyes so I'm going to start there so I'm a pretty active person to say the least and when it comes to summer love water sports I love water skiing I love swimming with my kids floating down the river there is nothing that I don't love doing in the water other than tubing I do not like tubing but anyways I am a huge summer person and I just like to get up and you know get swimming in the morning lane swimming whatever it is but all of it requires me to either have my contacts in or I I'm my prescription was fairly fairly brutal to be honest but beginning of summer strikes up and I have a lot of eye problems. It's actually been developing over the last, I've had bad eyes since I was 12 years old. It's just gotten progressively worse. But when you're having kids, they don't really want to do much corrective surgery because of your hormones, your eyes change so much. So finally, we, I'm at a point where my eyes have stayed pretty consistent that this was an option for me to explore corrective surgery. But uh, I hadn't really tapped into it. It's quite a, a big dent on the financial aspect, but um, definitely well worth it. However, it was just something that with our lives, it never seemed like a good time because we have four kids. We require two of us to be around and we lean on family a lot. So it just never, no time was ever good for us. And between harvest and all of the things that we have in our life, it really, first of all, got me to acknowledge that no time is ever perfect. No time is ever good. And when you're wanting to do the work and when you're wanting to, when you're looking into something like life coaching, which for me was something I did a few years ago and it was like, I don't have the time right now. I have four kids. I'm so busy. I don't have this time. Well, that is the perfect time to do it because when you're waiting for life to slow down, it's never going to slow down because things always come up. That's just life and you need to set your boundaries so that you can allow for your life to have, I don't want to call it balance because there, I don't believe life is meant to be in balance, but so that you can have a little more time and space to do the things that really fill your cup and really serve you. But I would have never known how to set those boundaries without going into life coaching, without signing up and having a coach myself really be able to pull out what my limitations were, pull out what those beliefs about myself were, and allow me to implement and encouraging me to implement into my life so I just had to go for it like I just had to once I got the clear to get surgery I had to just do it because there was never going to be an ample time there was no never going to be a perfect time 
Anyways, the summer starts and I have huge problems with my eyes to the point where I actually can't wear contacts anymore. Every time I wear contacts, I've got eye infections. It was just very, very frustrating for me and someone who was super active. Funny story is my actual glasses were so scratched. I'm sure you've seen it in like videos before. And I ended up going back to my like grade nine glasses or grade 10 glasses. They were like very old, old prescription. But I I said, I'm not going to go invest in a, a new pair of glasses when this surgery could be an option for me in the next couple months. So anyways, the whole summer went by and I was either in my glasses or I remember like taking them off to go skiing and like not being able to see. My eyes were like very bad prescription. So I spent the summer there and I finally just said, I, I need to do something. So I went and saw the eye doctor. I had like eye infections. I had styes, everything. And I just said, I need, I need something better. Like I, this isn't the way I can live my life anymore. I either am going to have to find a different line of contacts that might fit with me, which at that point he basically said, you can't really wear contacts anymore. You know, I can give you a prescription for dailies, but it's not going to do a whole lot for you anymore. And he said, I think we're at the point where corrective surgery is a really good option for you. So I'm in Saskatchewan and I'm referred to a place in Saskatoon now. It wasn't a great experience for some of you might have seen in my stories that I actually, I went in for a consultation for eye surgery. They told me I couldn't get LASIK because of the shape of my cornea. I think it's something along the lines of that. So I went in for, they told me I could do PRK. Now this is just a consultation. So then they book you out for, I think it was like a month or two out. They booked me in for a time and Meanwhile, they're asking me to watch the video and I say, I can't. Anything medical, honestly, I walk into a hospital and I feel sick. I get needles and I feel sick. It's actually a miracle that I've been able to birth four children because I definitely have anxiety in the medical system for sure. Any of my close friends think it's hilarious. I see blood. I talk about blood and I am like sick to my stomach and usually resulting in, yeah, passing out. So I'm at the point in which I'm booking. So the whole, I walk into this place and I immediately, it's blue and gray. And that to me is like not warm, it's cold. And it just felt like I was in an assembly line. It's just kind of, there was not a lot of personal interaction. And it was, I just felt like the next patient and not a lot of care. And I'm going to be honest, I think when they saw me, they just saw, okay, this is like, this is a dollar sign as they do with any client that walks in, right? Like, this is a potential to get, you know, whatever the cost of the surgery is. And that's how genuinely how I felt. And that might not be how it is at that, that particular place, but that's how it felt to me. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned in the last few years is to really trust what your body is telling you. And I walked in and felt instantly like this isn't good. This doesn't feel right. And I go from one room to the next and then even the interaction with the, uh, I don't want to know if it was the optometrist, but he was checking my eyes and even that interaction didn't feel good. It was pretty cold and I didn't have support. Like my husband is really, really good at asking the right questions and he's very, you know, he does his research on most topics that are in, in alignment with the two of us and he would have done his research on this eye surgery and he didn't feel really good about it without being able to ask questions. So I go in with the booking agent and it's like a pretty cold interaction again. And I'm like, this just doesn't feel right. And I don't feel 
you know, I'm being forced to watch this video and I'm saying, I can't, I can't do this right now. And well, you have to, otherwise you can't get the surgery and you're gonna have to do it at home. And that was, to me, that was like, hey, like, I'm trying to explain to you that this doesn't feel like something I could do right now. And then I told her I'm gonna pass out. And she's like, oh, okay. Like kind of stared at me funny. Sure enough, I pass out, like just booking my appointment, I pass out. And I'm like, it's comical to me at this point because I know I'm very aware of when my body's going to go down. And I was I was very sure it was going to happen. And I it happened sure enough. And then I leave the building and I'm, you know, I have to drive home two and a half hours and I'm late for one of my, well, not late, but I ended up having to pull over to be on a, a call, one of my sales calls. And it was just, it was frustrating for me because I knew, I knew very well that that was not the direction I need to go. It didn't feel right. And I can't imagine if I followed through that surgery, how much anxiety, how much stress I would have undergone. So I decided to do a little more research. I asked around a few people. I had a friend who went to a different place. I, I, I want to say I grew up in Calgary. I didn't actually grow up in Calgary, but those were the years of my life in which I grew up. I lived a lot of life in Calgary. I lived seven years in Calgary, all of which were post-secondary education. So I started at University of Calgary, as many of you know. I went to SAIT. I lived right, you know, in the north side, the northwest side, right by Markham Mall, right by the university, then moved down to Kensington. Like I just, I feel really comfortable in those areas of the city. So I was open to exploring an out-of-province surgery with a place that was recommended to me in Calgary. And I'll actually tell you the name because I have nothing bad to say about them. And I would highly recommend if anyone is considering this, this is the place to go. So, and it's right by Market Mall, Gimbal Eye Surgery, um, Gimbal Eye Center, I should say. But the surgery is actually down south. But the initial consultation was in a place where, you know, I actually got to drive by the first house I lived in away from my parents, which is super cool. So I how it works without a province. So I called my optometrist and I said, listen, I have, I didn't like my experience. I actually got really sick there. I, it just doesn't feel right. I need to trust my body and what my mind is telling me. And it says to explore other options. So I said, can you do an out of province, you know, rec form for me to go to this other place that I've kind of done some research on and it was no problem. And I kind of waited a couple of weeks and I didn't hear back. So then I phoned. Because I believe, too, that you need to take care of your own health, too. Not everyone is going to be on top of that. And it's it's up to me and my responsibility. I was kind of running out of, you know, the patience, I guess, to listen. My eyes are bugging me and I need to do something about this and I need to take control. So, you know, focusing on what I can control, I can pick up the phone and just see if they've got my form, see if we can move forward with the booking and see where we're at. So I did that and great experience from the second I got on the phone. She's like, actually, I have your form here and let's just go through and let's let's see what we can do. And how this works for Oda Province is you actually, it's a three-day thing that you book. So you book your consultation the first day, then you are booked in for surgery, but based on the consultation is whether or not it goes through. And then the following day is your follow-up. So three days, I thought that's amazing. Like I can go to Calgary, three days we have family there and I can get this all done and I don't have to be going back and forth to the city. So it'll be a really, you know, it'll be smooth sailing as long as everything lines up and everything looks good. And that's the surgery I can move forward with. So I had already been told I couldn't get LASIK. So in my head, I'm like, I'm getting PRK if I'm getting it. And that was kind of what I went in with. But 
we book in and I said, listen, we're going away in the mid mid October and we're going to Florida. And I just want to, I want to be able to either have the surgery done ahead of time and have my recovery have been completed by then or not do it till Christmas. And she said, actually, we have an appointment and it was like not even a month away. And that caused me a little bit of anxiety because I knew that I was going to be a little bit stressed out for this surgery as I had already shown that it, it made me a bit nervous. But I booked in and we have incredible family and we were able to just kind of organize how, how it was going to work with our family, how it was going to work with the kids. The hockey hasn't started yet. So and I had just finished evaluations and then the following week I was going to go in for surgery and the team I'm working with doesn't start till next week. So it just all worked it was actually the perfect timing if there was ever going to be perfect timing. So I move forward with it. And this is where the story gets really interesting because I had already identified, okay, I walked into that hospital that was blue and it was gray. And I have these visions in my head. Like I remember it. And I walked into that center and I was like, this feels off. This doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel warm. I, I just didn't, you know, I, it didn't feel right. And I actually they give you something to really calm your nerves before you go for surgery. And I was actually sharing a waiting room in the old other place in Saskatoon with someone. And it made me uncomfortable seeing that. So I go in for this consult. And for many of you who don't know, I'm actually a Christian. And I have faith is a very important part of our lives. And we walk in and the room's brown. And it's warm, like, and nice chairs and the reception is so friendly. And there wasn't another, it seemed like I was the only person that they were worried about at that point in time. You know, there wasn't a lot of people there. Granted, it was early in the morning, but it just felt really good. And I sat down and I look up and right at the front door is a picture of a depiction of Jesus overseeing an eye surgery. And I was like, I sent it to um, my husband's auntie and I said, well, if this isn't a sign, I don't know what is. Because that is something that I don't even know if you aren't a Christian, if it makes you just feel at ease, like at peace. So it, I was feeling really good. And, you know, I only had 24 hours to wait until I was going to go for my eye surgery. So I was already starting to feel a little bit of like the unknown. And there was a bit of stress. Like my husband will say there was a bit of anxiousness. Actually, the night before he had taken me to a float tank and then infrared light therapy and it was just like infrared light sauna I should say and it was a really great experience for the two of us and just like something that really helped me calm down and those are two things that I would recommend you know these are infrared light is so good for you and it was just something that we is a part of our lifestyles that kind of wellness and it really helped going into it and yeah, so I go into this, I see that picture, I'm feeling good, I go through my tests, and then they dilate me and I'm waiting in the in the waiting room, in another waiting room away from everyone else to see the the doctor, the optometrist, not the person who do the surgery, but just kind of the one who's on site in that building. And he was so good. And even, hey, these eye problems, when did they all start? Like trying to get to the root, because I am also someone, for those who don't know, I don't like to slap on a band-aid and just like, here's some pain relief for your problems. Here's this. Like, let's get to the root of why things are happening. What's wrong with your gut? Why is this happening? What's wrong with your eyes? Why did this start? When did it start? Can we pinpoint the things that are going on in your life that are that are causing this inflammation? 
And he was amazing. And he even my husband questioned him with a couple of things to do with hormone imbalances. And maybe that had something. And he was like, you know what? 10 years ago when I was in school, we didn't learn about this, but there are studies being done. And I'm open to hearing that. And even the recovery, like I am not really into pharmaceuticals. I would like to explore other options prior to pharmaceuticals. I don't slap on, you know, Tylenol and Advil unless it's absolutely necessary. I'd like to kind of look at other alternatives before I go that route. And he was open to that. He was very like, yes, this is, I would recommend this if you're going to do this. And as far as your eyes, you can't put anything in your eyes other than eye drops, but you ha- you can, you know, there's other options for you. So that all felt good. And then we went to the counselor was who, was who it was, but I actually called her the banker because all she did was take the money. But, you know, she did counsel a little bit too and just like make sure, you know, hey, if you are feeling anxious, don't. Don't try to hide that from from the surgeon. Like be open with everyone and make sure they know that what you're feeling so that they can deal with that appropriately. So I walked out of that room feeling great. I said, I'm I'm ready for this and I feel good about it. And they made me feel at peace with it. And then I walked in for my surgery and I went through all the proper protocol. You know, the whole experience, I said the surgery was down in a different area. You know, they said dress warm because it's going to be cold in there. And they just like cared. They really cared. And then even when they give you something to really calm you down, they put you away from like the general public. You are just at peace with yourself. Actually practiced. One of the things that I did the entire time was whenever I was feeling that anxiousness, which I feel it in my chest. And one thing I do with my clients is to actually feel when they're feeling certain things, where are they feeling it in their body? And I would breathe through it. So I have a breathing regime I would do. And I would just, you know, after about five to 10 minutes of that, I just felt calm. And I did that a few times throughout three days for sure. And yeah, I walked in for my surgery and it was about a five minute surgery, to be honest. But the leading up was a little bit longer. And I just, I have nothing bad to say about any of it. And even my follow up went back to the original place where I had my consult. And they were really incredible there. I guess the the biggest thing that was really I'm grateful for is when I've gone, I've gone through a life coaching program and I was able to really, I said to my husband, I was really able to read everything and know what my mind and body were telling me and know that my body didn't feel right at that original place. So I trusted myself. I knew deep down what was actually best for me was not that that route. And, you know, I between him and I, we did our research and we felt good and he felt good. And that's another thing is he didn't, wasn't feeling very good about the surgery to begin with because he, there's questions he needed answered. And when it comes to medical, we both it's a big move and your eyes, you only get two of them in a lifetime. So it's a, it's a big deal. And he felt really good walking out of all of it too. And yeah, it was, it was just being able to really hone in on what I needed. And he wanted to come in with me, my husband in the surgery and they had kind of said no. So that was fine. So once, like I told him, go leave, I'll be a couple hours um, of prep and all the things that go into that. And it was just me being alone with myself and being able to be like, okay, what am I feeling? What do I need to address here? What is this that I'm feeling? And when I asked the question, like, I'm not, like, I didn't truly think I was going blind, but I kept telling myself that. And 
was it that deep down what I was able to figure out is I don't want to experience pain. I don't want to know that I'm going to have this surgery and then I'm going to be in pain. But that's inevitable. The recovery is inevitable once you do that. And what were my options here? So what I get my clients to do is like focus on what you can control and write down what you can't control too so that you know these are the things that you're probably putting all your time and energy into, but you have no control over them. So being able to really make that list and be like, go through that list and what can I control? I can control my breathing. I can control the questions I ask. I can control the sleep I get the night before. Like these are things I can all control. But what I can't control is that insecurity, that fear. Like I can control that, but I can't control the outcome of that surgery. I have no control over that. My healing, I can control my healing in doing the things that I'm told to do. But as far as Whether the surgery is going to work or not, I can't control that. That fear of going blind, like I can't control if if I'm going and I'm committing to the surgery, there are risks. And those are not out in my control if I've done everything um, that they recommend. So I had to really get honest with why I was feeling so much anxiety and stress. And I I know a lot of it is the whole medical, you know, being in in a surgery and all of that. And I was really humbled by the ability our minds have to overcome and to when we can actually totally go in and within ourselves and identify all of those things that come up and I know as athletes it's so crucial that we can learn how to do this because so much of the time we are wasting so much time and energy on the things we can't control and this was just so evident for me and it was good for me to go through it because I feel like now I actually have like raw, fresh, lived experience of really focusing on things we can't control and how much it impacts your negativity bias and how much it impacts your day-to-day operations. So when you can let go of that, when you can be like, these are the things that actually I have no control over right now, but these are the things I do. And when you put your time and energy into that, you allow time and space for yourself. And I just think that that was crucial for me. That was that was what like made or break and being able to say, hey, like this place feels good. At the end of the day, I have my faith. I know that my surgeon, even my surgeon had prayer requests where if you filled them out, I'm a Christian. If you would like me to pray for you, fill this request. He like even the pamphlet, it described exactly who your surgeon was, what he's done, what his premise is, like how much emphasis he puts on, like he... It was so incredible to see all of that and to just be at ease. And it's it's a, a learning curve, too, to be like, this is what is important to people. And someone like me, this is what I need to see. And they covered all of that. And I think just, yeah, that was a really cool experience. And the other thing I wanted to share about it is, which is so cool about psychology, and this is like something that really reinforced other things to me because they did the first eye. They numb your eye, your eye one at a time. They numb it. Then they do the laser. And then there's a couple like processes anyways. And as the surgeon's moving over to the other one, he says, and sometimes people say they claim they feel it on the next eye. And I just stop him like, yeah, that's your psychology. That's your mind telling you because it's already seen it go through. Now it knows what to expect. And he's like 100%, which was so unique to me because exact same process numbing on both eyes 
first laser goes through all of that. Don't feel a single thing on that eye. I have no idea what I'm expecting. I have no idea what's coming next. But we move over to the other eye and I know the process. And suddenly I feel it. And it's not pain. It's just I felt I felt it. But it's all up in your head and it's all your psychology. And how incredible is our is our psych to be able to like feel those sensations when exact same process we couldn't feel it the first time because we didn't know what to expect. And I think that's an incredible piece for us to take away too and how powerful our minds are. So the really cool part about all of that is how we can, when something's already been done once, when we have it in our psych, when we have it in our brain that this is like the impact, we start to foreshadow when it happens again, which is you know, there's positives and negatives to it for sure. But when I think of athletes and injury, it's that's a big one for me is we have to have a mindset in which we can identify. And I actually had have a client who is, I can't even begin to tell you the amount of, I just feel for her because there's been a lot of unknowns in her career in the past year. A lot of unknowns, a lot of injuries, if you want to call it that. Not injuries necessarily, but setbacks and medical concerns. And I remember asking her, I said, you're feeling this way. Is it that you think you're, is it that you're out of shape or is it that your body's telling you not to do this because it's, it's too much? And the only way I believe to truly know is to know your mind and your body well enough, is to do that inner work, is to be able to identify what are the fears coming up? What is this? Is it just a familiar feeling of being out of shape? Or is it that feeling of I've been through this before? I know what's like. I think even going through that surgery and being like, okay, first eye didn't feel it. Second eye, I suddenly felt it. And knowing how powerful our minds are, why wouldn't you take care of them? Why wouldn't you do the work so that you actually are so familiar with your mind? You know what's going on. You know what's bubbling up. You know that thing that's coming up. You can tap into that and you can really pinpoint what is this feeling? Is it fear? Is it my body telling me to stop? What is it? And, you know, the process I went through of knowing that the place that I had picked out wasn't going to be the place for me versus this feels right. This feels at peace versus like there's so many different. There's so many different conclusions you can reach and you can come to on your own when you truly know within yourself, those feelings, those thoughts, those emotions, what they come up, where they're stem from, where they're connected to. And you do the work and you are able to identify your inner child. You're, you know, you're able to identify your subconscious programming. You're able to reprogram and focus on that. So these are all things that I learned or that really creeped up in that PRK surgery because I, I've done the work and now I've gone through a pretty, pretty big thing for me that I had to really utilize the things that I preach to my clients, the things that I stress, I actually had to put into practice. And I think it's so good 
especially for coaches out there, life coaches, mindset coaches, whatever it might be, to actually go through it all. To actually, we have been through a lot, but to have it fresh and to go through those experiences so you know these these things work. Like when we when we are able to find those tools and utilize those tools, it works. And our bodies and our minds are so damn powerful. And I think even the healing process, it's like, we are so powerful beyond our beliefs. And the fact that those beliefs are what prevent majority of people from not reaching their truest potential, it seems so easy. Like all we have to do is break down those, those limiting beliefs that we have. All we have to do is that work within ourselves that we are capable of to break through those insecurities, break down the wall of fear. And then we start to thrive and then we can reach our fullest potential. So whatever it is, if you have insecurities around, if you have fears around injuries, if you've had a pretty serious injury and that's ingrained in your head and it's something that you're playing scared now because of it, now like 100% you have to treat your injuries with the utmost care and you have to trust your medical professionals in the recovery time when you're cleared to play all of that. But once you're cleared, and once you've done the work and you know that, okay, this is, these are the fears creeping up. These are the things that are making me play scared because I don't want this to happen again. Then you break through that. Then you're able to be like, this is, I can, I can overcome this. But it's so empowering as an athlete to know that actually the only thing that's getting in the way right now of you not reaching that is you. It's those beliefs in you. And I think I'm not even comparing apples to apples here. PRK surgery and being an athlete are two different things, but there are very similar mindset situations, limiting beliefs, fears, insecurities, all of that that come up when you're going through something that you don't have control over and you need to put the focus and attention into what you can control. So Thank you so much for listening. I am super excited to be back and can't wait to keep on going and get back to consistency. Take care, guys. Have a great day.